Hello, Plainfield Christian Church family. Welcome to our weekly companion podcast that goes along with our reading plan through the life of David. If you have not signed up yet, please do so. Uh, just text David Readings to 77411. My name is Eric Carter, and each week we get to bring on a special guest to talk more fully about one of the day's readings. This week we are joined by Todd Dillon, our care minister. Welcome, Todd. Hey, how you doing there? Doing well, man. Uh, today we're going over a, well, probably the second most known story in David's life besides Goliath, wouldn't you say? And we're yeah, in second. And, and so I'm wondering why you asked me to do this. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, this is Second Samuel 11. Um, this Sunday, I thought, it, I thought it was interesting, Luke referenced this story. Uh, and I just wanted to talk a little bit deeper about... Uh, about this with you, Todd, and just some themes and warning signs. This is a story uh, of David and Bathsheba, and we get this in 2 Samuel 11, like I said. And I love this. It says, in springtime, uh, when kings went off to war, David sent Joab. And Luke mentioned this, what, of like being bored and being off task. And we see him, it says, at night he got up from bed, and he starts wandering around. What is this... <laughs> What does this tell us about God's design, and not just for men, but for humanity, how, he, how he's made us, what, when you read this story? Well, my first thought is, you know, God creates us for a purpose, and if God placed, um, you know, David as a king, yeah. uh, David wasn't about the business that God had planned for him. I mean, you know... I, I, apart from how we feel about war and all that kind of sure. stuff, this was a period of time where God was doing different things, I think, even than he's doing today. He was making a huge statement uh, about his His people mm-hmm. and being separated from ungodliness and ungodly nations. And so there was a lot of warring right. going on. And if you're the king... That's kind of like one of your main jobs. And and why they wanted Saul. Because yeah. he was tall and could fight for them. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. And so David then steps into that position yeah. after Saul. And I don't think that the job changed that much. Yeah. And so David was kind of like being lackadaisical, so to speak. And that isn't in his character from what we've seen. No. He was always the one. God, can we go fight him? Yeah. Like, let, yeah. let's go. What yeah. what can I do to bring justice from your name? Yeah. And here, I love that term of being bored, of just what happens to us. Sin always seems to be right behind somebody who's bored and who's lost purpose and who just sees the world a little differently. Um. So then after this, we see David calling back Uriah, and he has this whole scheme to cover up this sin of taking somebody else's wife. Um, what does this even tell us about the nature of sin? Oh, wow. There's so much in that, you know, as I thought about this, you, you, you gave me some of these questions ahead of time, Eric. And I, and Disclaimer. I, and, uh, you know, and, uh, I, well, I mean, I think that's good, but yeah. I kept thinking that's not really just a one answer question. Sure. You know, uh, uh, sin is always looking for a way out. I mean, that is, you know, the, what do you mean by that? Well, well, like it's not my fault, man. Yeah. You know, type of a thing. Um, it's always putting self at the top. Yeah. You know, 
um, my needs, you know, I'm, uh, uh, sin doesn't care about what you think, what you feel. It's, it's always about me, me, me. It's also sin knows its own nature, so to speak. And so once you enter into a a sinful act or a a continuous, like um, something that is ongoing Mm -hmm. in your life, you, 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 you cover it up. You want to cover it up. Um, Also sin hardens our hearts. And I think, uh, do you mean like it makes us, we forget the gravity of the sin? Oh yeah. 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 And sometimes we can even get flip. And one of the places where I think, um, I see that is uh, later on in the chapter. It, it says, "Well, um, you know, well, tell Joab not to be discouraged." David said, "The sword devours this one today and that one tomorrow. You know, fight harder next time and conquer the city." Yeah. So he's like, he's kind of being flip, flip about yeah. the death of Uriah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a oh boy, is that what's another word for that? Is that like do we come j- become jaded or? Uh, is that the, I don't know. Help yeah. me here. No, I think what it does is your priority list, shame. I th- I think so. M- this story to me, it just, it, it screams shame and, and, and bringing something into light and I'll do anything to not feel shame yeah. in front of people and in front of God. Right. And so I now value people less and more self-preservation just so because our hearts are so tender mm-hmm. and every part of us always wants to stay at like what we think is homeostasis or whatever that is and so yeah i think you're right it mm-hmm. where you valued a life right less than that yeah and another thing about the nature of sin that's that shows up in this story too is that um sin oftentimes takes other people with us you know what i mean like yeah da- david primarily sinned against Bathsheba but she entered into it too and it caused her to sin yes and then he caused Joab to sin he became part of the plot and and so it you know it's kind of right domino yeah you know um it, it sin isn't just about one thing and one person yeah. all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, sure. but most of the time there's domino to it. Yeah. And, and you kind of bring people into it and along with you. And some of that is kind of like, um, to soothe your guilt. Sure. You know, because if you know, other people are part of the sin, sometimes oh, it birds can, of a feather. Yeah. yeah. It can, it can make you f- yeah. falsely feel better. And that's why when you feel uncomfortable about something, you, you gossip to somebody else. Like, Oh, can you believe how bad they are? You just want them to say, yeah, just makes you feel better. Yeah. All right, Todd, the reason I ask you for this part right here, this story, is I do value you and your wisdom. And Here's what I want to ask. You're a really good dad. Oh, You're a good grandpa. Gee. <laughs> and if somebody... If you only knew. <laughs> I think I know enough. Yeah. What would you tell one of your kids or grandkids who came to you and they were just struggling? Because I know people listening would be in the same boat. What would you tell them? Oh boy. I I I think ultimately you go to prayer. You know, it, when you're stuck, you need you, you need to go to prayer, you need to engage with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You also need and of course the spirit is the author of the word, but you need to go to the word and find out what God says about that sin specifically that you're dealing with. Yeah. And and then I'm a huge one on 
you know, I know I'm old and a lot of people look at the, look at the way maybe I look at the church, you know, differently because culture has changed, but I think you really need to be engaged with your worship. Yeah private worship but also corporate worship and you also need to find places of accountability yeah you need to have some type of, of a group that you you meet with regularly yeah and it's not just for for your strength and your help but also you you gain strength when you help other people and you're engaged totally. in those types of things so th- that might sound like oh you know like kind of pat normal answers but sometimes it's it's those things that really help us with our personal sin is to have those regular things. So, you know, prayer, yeah. worship, um, fellowship, community, yeah. community accountability. It, I love the accountability thing. Bob Goff put it in a way once in one of his books that I thought was really helpful for me. He said, some people don't need to be held accountable. They need to be held close, mm-hmm. which I think is the same thing. Yeah. And I love in scripture where it's like, encourage each, each other. Uh, so you're not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And you're like, how does encouragement lessen that? It just does. That's the way God designed us. Right. Todd, thank you so much for joining yeah. us today and discussing this topic. Uh, make sure to join us next week as we have another guest on and talk more about David's life.